Hello, 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 and welcome to the 10 Minute Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Stefan. Thank you so much for checking this out. In wake of all the COVID-19 action going on, ESPN decided to release the 10-part documentary series called The Last Dance. And I decided that I am going to be doing a recap episode uh, every Sunday night after watching the episodes that have aired. Um, I hope that everyone is staying safe. They're washing their hands. They're staying inside, social distancing. You know, we all have to do our part to ensure that this uh, virus that is spreading across the world um, is able to uh, be beaten. Everyone's going to be able to go back uh, to normal. And so uh, let's all make sure that we're doing our part. Um, as much as you don't want to, I hate staying inside, um, but it's better for the world if we do until this is over. So um, here are my thoughts on the first two episodes. Something that struck me that I think we all kind of knew, but I think seeing the footage uh, makes it that much more visceral is that I think we all know two things kill dynasties more than anything else, and that is time and egos. I think what we've seen in the first two um, episodes, we've seen that Jerry Krause, the GM of the Bulls, during their impressive dynastic run, really wanted to get so much of the credit. And to his point, he definitely should have. But as we've seen in recent history, is that egos kill dynasties. Can you imagine what would have happened had Michael Jordan decided that he didn't want to play baseball? What would happen if Jerry Krause was okay with staying in the background? They could have at least won another one, I think, in the 99 series. But I think this is something that should be in the back of every NBA player's mind as they're watching this because with no season going on right now, I'm pretty sure everyone is tuning in just as we all are to watch this. And it's that, especially in recent memories, you have teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors, where ego has really killed them. You have Kevin Durant saying, oh, he wants to go to another team, you know, and there's a good chance he might not win another NBA championship ever again. You have someone like Kyrie, who was, you know, Scottie Pippen to uh, LeBron's Michael, and here he is, you know, wanting to be the leader, be all moody, and this is a huge red flag to him, saying, like, dude, like, you had the chance to be a great team. Who knows if you guys would have beaten Golden State again, but, like, seriously, egos really kill dynasties, and we all can imagine thinking, like, what if? What if Michael hadn't you know, said I would play for, you know, I won't play for any other coach besides uh, Phil Jackson. Would Phil Jackson have gone to the Lakers? You know, would the Kobe Shaq (laughs) Lakers, you know, dynasty, would that have even happened? So it leads to a lot of what ifs and really kind of gets your mind going. Something that really struck me was that it was interesting to see footage of Michael Jordan doing everyday things. We think of him as, you know, this supreme figure, this larger than life character. And it was really cool to see him do everyday activities like riding his bike around uh, Chapel Hill or folding the laundry, you know, in his townhouse when he was a rookie. You know, those type of things I think was really cool. Um, it was also cool to get, you know, some of those stories of, of the early Bulls uh, cocaine cowboy parade as whatever they called him clown parade um, was interesting and just seeing Michael's dedication to the game even at a young age even when he was a rookie when you know most rookie these days are you know looking to you know spend a lot of money and get laid and he was a rookie you know like Michael who was just solely committed to winning 
uh, I think that was uh, pretty pretty cool to see um, just that old school footage. Can we just all acknowledge the fact that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time? Like there should after this documentary, there should be no if ands buts. Oh, but LeBron this like. I don't think you guys realize this. Maybe you do, but Michael Jordan literally got bored. He got he was so good at basketball that he got bored. He said there's nothing left for me in this game. Like there was no other player that was his equal. That's like that's when you know you're the greatest of all time. Whenever like you got no like Golden State, you got no like KD coming for you. You were literally the greatest hands down and everyone in the league knows that. They know he's going to get his shot. No one's going to shut him down no matter what. You know, the only person that's going to take Michael out of the game is himself. And he's not going to take himself out of the game because of how committed he was to winning, which was crazy. Can we also talk about the fact that Scottie Pippen is one of 12 kids? Like, wow. Um, I can't imagine what that household was like. You know, I think it definitely helped shape him, obviously, to become the uh, player that he was, having to fight and, uh, you know, become as great uh, of a player as he was. But 12 kids, like, I don't think that would have been even heard of these days. And I think what we saw a little bit out of episode one, and I wonder if we'll see it, you know, going forward in the series, probably not. But um, it was really interesting to see, like, yes, Scottie Pippen was drafted. He was a great player. But and I'm sure he, even he would admit this, and maybe he has on the record, but, like, he became such a great player because of Michael's mentorship. You know, we always talk about the number one draft pick in any sport that we draft for these days. And I'm always very hesitant because, yeah, you might be the number one draft pick, but a lot of times that means you're not going to a good situation. You know, you're not going to a good um, front office where they're known for developing players. Like, very rarely do those teams get very high draft picks. And so it was interesting to see, you know, how Scottie Pippen really developed over the years because Michael challenged him, Charles Oakley challenged him. All these guys challenged him, and he really took to that. And I think... What you saw, especially in you know episode one and episode two, was that Michael Jordan relied so much on Scotty to get the work done, to get the victory. You know, he needed a number two, and I think that goes to pretty much any team that's being constructed. You need at least two players. Obviously, it's great if you can have three or four, but you need at least two. You look at all the players, you know, all the teams that have won in the last, you know. 25 years and that there's always a one and then there's always at least a number two you know you think back to the Spurs you have Tim Duncan and David Robinson you think to the Lakers you have Kobe and Shaq you know you think to the, um, the Spurs again you got Manu Tony Parker Tim Duncan you know you think even to someone like the Pistons and you have you know Richard Hamilton you have Chauncey Billups you have Ben Gordon like all these teams that win you can name at least two players if not more and so going forward, I think it's very imperative for a lot of the GMs in the front office to look and see, like, we shouldn't just tank to get a number one. We need to also get a number two. And a lot of times we need a really great player, and then we need someone who can really take up the brunt of the defensive work, you know, but also put in those points offensively. So I think you're going to see, I think going forward, maybe this documentary has led a lot of GMC that, like, in the draft, that's what you need to go for. You need to go for maybe not the player who's absolutely the best if you already have someone who's good, but you need someone who can really do the work defensively and also score some points. They don't have to be flashy. They don't have to be showy. They don't have to be Clay Thompson-esque where they're dropping, you know, insane amount of points, but they got to be, you know, the, the one who is willing to put up, you know, your 12 to 20 points a game, but also give you 48 hard, 
minutes on the defensive end. Lastly, I'll say this. It was really interesting seeing those clips of Michael in practice where, you know, Scotty's out in episode two and he's just berating guys of like, you know, you need to be better. Like I'm carrying the team and you guys are all giving up, you know, um, and that really struck me as being so similar to Kobe. We had those, you know, images and those videos of him in practice yelling at guys saying they're charm and soft, you know, and it just goes to show that that's the leadership that wins you championships. You know, sometimes you don't have to yell, you don't have to get on people, but it's really leading by example saying like, hey, I'm putting the work. I'm doing what I need to do for this team to win. Like we all need to be committed to that. And so I think going forward with a lot of these guys in the NBA right now, like they can look at this as a great example of what leadership looks like. You have to lead by example. You can't be leading out in the media talking about people, how they're not doing their jobs if you're not committed to both ends of the game. You can't just be scoring like James Harden 60 points a game and be giving up defensively. That, that's not going to win you a championship, and it never has. What's going to win you a championship is getting guys to buy in, that they all have a part to play, and you have to be committed because if they see you slacking off, they sure as heck aren't going to be committed to whatever their role is. And so I thought that was really interesting seeing that. So that's it for my thoughts on episode one and two dropping of The Last Dance on ESPN. Thank you so much for checking this out. Like I said, please stay safe out there. Make sure you're covering your face when you're going out. Make sure you're washing them hands. Make sure you're, you know, keeping six feet of distance from all people at all times, um, except when you're in your house. You know, stay safe. And uh, I'll be back next week dropping episode two, the recap of episodes three and four of Last Dance on ESPN. Thank you so much for checking us out and have a wonderful week. Thank you.